0: Here we are. It is mid-November, almost Thanksgiving, and the busy season is upon us. If your restaurant does events, parties, anything, Christmas party season is here and you need staff. We know it is all over the town. You got to find people. How do you do it? Well, let me tell you, Poached Jobs is the way to go. Poached is the number one hospitality hiring site. They've been doing it for many, many years. You will find the most qualified candidates for shifts, staffs, and management and let me tell you this is perfect time because if you go to poached.com forward slash nrr you can hire for free it's even easier if you go to nashvillerestaurantradio.com click our sponsors tab scroll down and find poached just click that link and you can hire for free you're going to use the promo code Nashville Radio, and your first hire is going to be free whatever you want to do for the whole month Hire your holiday help right now at Poached Jobs. They are amazing. Go now. The end of the year is approaching. I know. It's so amazing. It's that fast. And what are you going to do for payroll and taxes? I mean, this is a really important time of the year. Performance management is going to be huge as you look into 2023. Is your company doing everything they possibly can to optimize all of these things? Let me tell you, net checks is the company for you. Lauren Domain is your rep. They're going to have a brand new episode this Friday. I want you guys to stay tuned because they're going to be talking about some of the amazing things that they can offer you going into 2023. All it takes is a phone call, 615-319-9200. There's no commitments. You just sit down and talk to an absolute professional. Lauren is working with restaurants. That's what her specialist That's what she specializes in, is working with restaurants. So all you have to do is give her a call. Again, that's 615-319-9200 and have a conversation about what you're doing for HR, payroll, and your taxes right now. And stay tuned this Friday for a full episode with Anna and Lauren from NetChecks. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, brandon still hello music city and welcome to nashville restaurant radio we are powered by gordon food service my name is brandon still and i am joined by caroline galzen hiya how you doing
1: i'm great how are you
0: i am i'm marvelous i'm this Weather last week was amazing because I had, like, the top off in the Jeep and I'm, like, living California lifestyle.
1: Okay. And
0: now I'm, like, freezing.
1: It is really cold. Like,
0: winter is here. I don't know what this is.
1: Whenever I complain about it being cold, people are always, like, you're from Chicago. And I actually, I kind of am from Chicago, but I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Alabama. So, I'm used That's to different. this time of year, a winter coat is, like, a long-sleeve t-shirt. Yeah. And so, It's cold.
0: It is cold. I put my Christmas lights up the other day. I posted about it.
1: Well, I know we were talking before about your kind of like epic Christmas decoration in your neighborhood. Has this happened yet? I know you said you were waiting for a warm day.
0: It did. I did it on Thursday. It was 75 degrees and sunny. And uh, I rented a lift from like Home Depot, like a 35-foot boom lift. Because... I, I don't know. I, it, it was kind of expensive, but I was like, I'm going to splurge. You went for it. I, I just, I dove headfirst in because it's, it's dangerous. My yard is not like level. I, it's no, like on it's a not slope. at all. It's so, like on a hill. Yeah. It's like when you put a ladder and you try and go up to like the second floor to put lights up. It's like every time I am like, I'm probably going to die next time. So <laughs> I was able to like rent this thing and I used it all day. I cleaned out the gutters. I trimmed a bunch of trees and then I put up all the lights, and it was amazing. Like nice. I got it done like nothing. You go check my Instagram. I'm gonna post a little video that I did. I posted I took the kids up. My kids got home from school, and it was dark because it, it gets dark at like two o'clock now. And we went to the very top. I, they were like, "We want to ride on the thing." So I was like, "I got to go to work." And Is your we,
1: wife freaking out?
0: No, no, she no, she's no. The thing's safe. I mean, it's okay. Scary as shit. So we get the kids on there, and we go all the way up 35 feet. And I'm standing there. I'm like, I'm going to. I didn't take one video of this thing. So I'm going to take a video going back down. And it's attached to my car, right? So my car, it's like, I'm towing this huge boom lift, but it's still attached to my car. I've got to take it back to Home Depot. I'm taking the kids up for one last ride up to the top. And I'm videoing it going down. It's a really cool video that you hear my wife go, Hey, stop. And I stopped. I'm like, What? She goes, You're going to hit your car.
1: Oh, God. It was
0: extended out. It was going down. And I almost crashed into my car and i was like
1: your brand new car
0: my yeah well it's it's yeah my new car and i'm like oh my god like i was so thankful it's <laughs> like thank you honey i'm putting that video up and you can see where i almost crashed into my okay, car Okay, i
1: gotta check this out
0: yeah it's gonna be on my at uh, brandon underscore N R R instagram page you can see it there all right I'm make gonna, a reel out of it
1: i'm gonna take a look that's yeah. wild
0: so that was me and now my lights are done i have a little more work to do today i'm just wrapping some trees and stuff but Already getting messages from the neighbors like, dude, what are you doing over there? It's way too early. Like, <laughs> well, stop I'm going to
1: have to invite myself to come over for a holiday visit to see you guys because I got to check this out now. You
0: need to. Yeah, it's it's going to be epic. After nice. today, it's going to be epic. Oh, today's the... I'm finishing. I'm wrapping all of the trees in the front yard now today. I did the house. Sure. But now I've got to go with the trees.
1: Okay. Sounds like you got your work cut out for you. I'm
0: totally Clark Griswolding the <laughs> shit out of this thing. You've been in Chicago.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I went up to Chicago for a little while, um, visited my in laws, and um, actually, one of my best friends was celebrating her 50th birthday. And we went to this really, really cool place in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, which is just north of Lake Geneva, if you're familiar with the geography of Wisconsin. And it's called Camp Wandawega. And it's this old camp that's been a bunch of different things over the years, but basically, some people bought it a few years ago and turned it into this kind of like bougie retreat. Like a in glamping the woods. kind of a it's thing. It's very much a glamping situation. So we rented a house at Camp Wandawego with friends for a couple of nights to celebrate Jennifer's birthday, and we ate a bunch of food and drank a bunch of wine and did bonfires and canoeing and. It was a blast. It was a blast. We had a great time. That
0: sounds like so much fun. It
1: was really neat. I'm definitely not a um, roughing it kind of <laughs> gal <but laughs> by any means. I I like plumbing. I like amenities. You know, I don't even really love to stay in an Airbnb. I'm much more of a hotel kind of girl. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Amenities. I like amenities.
0: But Airbnbs have all kinds of yeah. amenities.
1: I I mean, I stay they have,
0: like stocked pantries and like kitchens and stuff.
1: I don't know. I'd rather call room service.
0: Oh. <laughs> you and my wife are, I, you know, but here's the thing. I used to be like a, I don't really give a shit. I'll stay in a travel lodge with five dudes. I'll sleep on the floor. Like, mm. I don't care. And my wife is very much like you. And then when we started dating, we started traveling. And I was like, well, we'll just stay at like the motel section. She's like, no. We're gonna stay at the Hilton, and we stay at the Hilton. I go, oh, this is a horse of a different color, right? And you start sit, staying in like really nice hotels. Now I'm like a snob.
1: Oh, I'm I I, yeah, I'm not it staying in, and I've
0: learned like ter- I'm not staying at the travel lodge. Stop it.
1: Oh God, no. No, that's not for me either. I I think we were talking about this a little bit with Arnold. Where we were saying like we really like to treat ourselves and we're bougie. And when we go out, you know, we're always taking care of other people. So I think that's where some of that comes from too. I feel like I spend so much of my time True. taking care of others. I want to be taken care of. And I- Again, I just, I, I just like the amenities. I like to sleep in a nice bed. I can't, I don't even really like staying at friends' houses to be completely honest. (laughs) Like I love my friends and they have wonderful homes, but I just like my own space.
0: I, I I couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind staying in like, I'll stay in an Airbnb. if like we go to the beach and we get like a beach house or something. I don't want to stay in a hotel because you know, you got all your beach gear and you want to get groceries for the week, but.
0: All right. So we had a staycation in Nashville. And we stayed, we got a room at the Hermitage Hotel.
1: Oh, nice. Which I've is never stayed there.
0: Fancy. Right. Sure. It's very fancy. And our kids were gone. We had babysitter for the night. And we're laying in this room at like ten thirty at night. And we're both laying there. And I'm like, there's sirens. They're downtown. We're just laying in bed. And I looked at her and I go, Do you want to go home? And she no. goes, No, Kind of. And I was like, I kind of want to sleep in my bed and I kind of, well, we went out like to dinner. It was like our sure. anniversary We went to dinner, but like now we're just in a room that isn't ours. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any of like my stuff really. And I don't have, like it was it just, was this thing. And I was yeah. like, we could just get up and like, there's no kids at our house.
1: I will say we could, I and we, we left. Did you really leave? We
0: left at like 11 o'clock at night. We were oh home gosh. 20 minutes later and we were like, Ah, oh, in our own bed, <laughs> like well, that's—I agree with you so much. Like we left a night at the Hermitage Hotel mm-hmm. to go stay in our own house. We can't mm-hmm. do staycations; it's that bad.
1: Uh, there is nothing like staying in your own bed, that's for sure. And I guess also if you have kids, it makes sense to be like, "Ooh, what a treat! We have a you know house." Our without house kids? with no kids, because how often does that happen?
2: V-
0: very rarely, right? Like, like once every six months.
1: Well, now you know. Maybe. Six months from now, when they. <laughs> Go somewhere else again for the night. Don't waste your money on the hotel.
0: So we have a really big episode today. Yes, we talked to Ben Sticks a couple weeks ago, yep. and he uh, is the owner of the Beehive, which is a vegan company and a deli. And they pre- they make all kinds of uh, vegan goods. And then today we're talking with Ronald and Adriana. Yep. From Succulent Vegan Tacos. There's
1: like a whole theme, I think, here of maybe inspiring people as we ramp up to the new year for some, you know, health changes, some wellness goals, maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think just selfishly educating myself because I didn't know a whole lot about it. And talking to Ben and then Ronald and Adriana, they they are, this is my favorite thing about this podcast is getting to meet people like them. And like, just talk to them and learn their story.
1: I love these two. They're so sweet, and I love their story. I think it's so cool. I love the way that they kind of went about planning and starting their business. They're so meticulous, and I think that what they do is so awesome. I loved doing this interview.
0: It was so much fun. We're not going to make you wait too much longer before we jump in with them. Stay tuned after the interview as... We're going to get a recap of the interview, and we're going to talk to Caroline about kind of her first three episodes, what do you think she's, oh, listened? she's listened back to herself on the episodes, and we're going to get kind of a, a recap of her thoughts so far.
1: I promise I won't talk about reality TV on this one.
0: Well, I'm going to talk about reality TV, so <laughs> you have to keep You're going to sabotage it. me. I'm <laughs> going to sabotage. We're going to do it. Uh, enjoy this episode with Succulent Vegan Tacos. Super excited today to welcome in uh, Adriana Ortega and Ronald Sardis. You got it, yeah. Hey, I'm working <laughs> on it here. Us. Look at that. <laughs> they are the owners of Succulent Vegan Tacos. They operate out of the Nashville Farmer's Market. And welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio.
3: Thank you. Thank you for
0: having us.
2: Thank you for having us. Uh,
0: it's an honor. I, I I have to start off with an admission that I have not eaten your tacos yet. You have to come. I I did a little bit of research coming into this thing, and I'm like (laughs) mouthwatering, looking at pictures and learning about it. I also, we have Caroline here today.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hi. I'm so excited to be here with you all.
0: Yes, Caroline is brand new on the show. So you guys are getting like, this is like her first day on the job.
3: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes, not my first day on Nashville restaurant radio, no, but my first day in in a while, I think that last winter is probably the last time I was on the show. So I'm so thrilled to be back and and so happy to be with you guys. I've heard so much about your tacos. Of course, we have a lot of mutual friends that you may or may not know, (laughs) but um, I can't wait to try your food. I was doing a little bit of research myself last night. Looking at your website and the beautiful photos, and it just looks and sounds amazing. Especially the Vegan Pass store is what really Me too. caught my eye. You too? Yeah, oh my gosh. Sounds great. Yeah, that's it's her bestseller. Th- it is. Yeah. Okay. That's see?
3: everyone's favorite. My favorite. I think I do. My favorite, favorite too. <laughs> too. Yeah. So Love c- it.
0: Can you guys tell us like your story a little bit? Or, or where do you come from? What is your, how, how long have you been in Nashville? have you are you guys both vegans like what is your tell me tell me kind of like your 90 second elevator <laughs> pitch
2: Well I'm originally from Mexico City okay I moved directly from Mexico City Hi. to Nashville in 2000, 2000 so it's gonna be 22 years yeah you're in Nashville yeah Nashville is the only city that I have lived in the United States um I was already a vegetarian not vegan. But I make the transition when Ronald become vegan. And then um, after I changed to being vegan, uh, everything changed. Because a lot of things that you are not aware, I became like, oh, you know, this is, this is more than just, just just eating like non-animal products. It's the whole culture around it. <laughs> So, so Ron, you yeah.
0: you were the vegan. You were a vegetarian. No, she was no, a vegetarian. I was vegetarian, vegetarian. For,
2: for a long time.
3: Like
0: before.
2: Yeah, you before moved here. even even move here. You
0: yeah. were in Mexico City. You yeah. were a vegetarian. What was there like a moment that you said, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to eat meat anymore." Or do you?
2: Um. In, in well, my family. I'm coming from a family where my dad's side was a vegetarians. Okay. So, uh, all my life grew up with, with that part of the family. Okay, well, that makes um, sense. So, um, that's why I uh, was vegetarian. It's very easy in Mexico to to be vegetarian or, or vegan, but you don't even realize it because just how the food it is in there.
0: Is that an appropriate question to ask? What? what? Like, <laughs> why are you a vegetarian or like tell me your story behind becoming a vegan because like I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Right? I don't I don't drink. Yeah. So when people go, why don't you drink? It's yeah. like... Do
1: people really ask you that? Oh, all the time. It's That's crazy. They're question. like, why don't
0: you drink? And I'm like, because I can't just have one. Like, You should it,
1: say because I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is the, the that best. Excuse. I'm going to start using that. But like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm learning, yeah. right? So I mean, I'm, I'm a carnivore through and through. But I, I want to, I don't want to be insensitive. So me yeah. asking the question yeah. of like, Tell me your story behind it. Is that insensitive?
2: No. no, it's not. You know, and our stories are so different from each other. So okay. you will see, you know, like I feel that my, my side is more boring than Russell because, you know, maybe you will relate more with him than me. Because, you know, again, I grew up in part of my family was vegetarian, me growing up and, you know, like looking at that. So basically, um, I grew up eating meat. But what happened is that... Um, for a period of time, I stopped eating any meat, um, like chicken, uh, beef, or whatever it was, without me realizing it. And then, when I ate chicken, I got sick.
0: Oh, okay,
2: you know? well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so that's when I realized, like, okay, I don't really need it. So it was, it was, I was already like uh, in my twenties. So I make that, that choice yeah. to, to make it, um, to, to be just vegetarian. That makes uh, sense. But I, I was still eating, consuming eggs or animal products, milk, eggs, cheese. So yeah.
1: Ronald, did you grow
2: up vegan or was that no. a... And then Ronald was completely <laughs> different. Well, I'm,
3: uh, I'm originally from Costa Rica. Uh, I moved to Nashville the first time in 97. Um, you graduated high school? Okay. Then I went to
0: Cougars. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> then I went back to Costa Rica. Then I moved back to Nashville. So yeah, I've been here for a while. Same as Adriana. This is the only city that I lived here in the U.S. Love it. <laughs> what is your relationship? We're married. You guys are married. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So um, my vegan story <laughs> basically happened uh, back in 2015. Uh, I've always eaten meat all my life. You know, being from Costa Rica, you know, you eat a lot of meat there. You know. So basically, um, I watched a documentary. So that's usually how most of the stories happen.
1: What documentary was it?
3: It's called uh, Forks Over Knives. It's on Netflix. Uh, Everybody should watch it. (laughs) So it basically talks about how, um, you know, eating meat or stop eating meat makes very sick people get better. Interesting. So so, um, my family has a history, my dad's side of the family has a history of colon cancer. So that's something that has been on my head all the time, you know, for a while. And it's very scary because, you know, there's a couple of of family members that have died of that. So after watching that documentary and seeing how a plant-based diet basically can revert a lot of those, you know, diseases from you and, you know, and there's a lot of other, you know, just not colon cancer, but a lot of other like diabetes. There's a bunch of other things. Yeah, exactly. So I I decided, you know, I'm going to try to do this for, you know, a couple of weeks. I, you know, we we were starting living together back then. Mm -hmm. And I didn't tell Adriana, because I mean, I was like, she's vegetarian, so it's going to be easy. And then she started noticing, you know, what? Why aren't you eating anymore? Why didn't you tell her? I I don't like know. Why I was did, afraid? <laughs> why were you afraid to tell her? I don't know. It was crazy, you know. It was I was just, you know, it was like an experiment for me at, the, at first, and then you know, you start realizing, you know, how you know everything impacts, you know.
2: Yeah, the benefits. The, uh, yeah,
3: the benefits and how every you know the meat industry impacts you know a lot the of other things like environment, health. Uh, you know a lot of things so you know that's when you start getting conscious about all those things and then you know after less than a month I was like okay this is something that I'm going to stick with and you know you get to start learning new recipes how to transform some stuff that you used to eat you know and make them vegan and I thought they tasted great so I've never like been like oh I miss this because you know I can try to make a version of it or something similar to it or, you know, something inspired from it That's that yeah. still tastes good. Uh, and fun fact, <laughs> yeah.
2: after we, I mean, I find out he was...
0: How did you find eaten? out?
2: Well, I, I just you noticed. Like, you're sneaking <laughs> soy yeah. in the bed. Why is there
1: so much cheese in the fridge, I was, uneaten? I think, yeah.
2: it, I, I think it was like that. Like, I was buying stuff that we used, probably it was cheese or something like that, and he was not touching it
0: you're and like was, what's going on yeah here? and i was <laughs> like
2: okay so what's going on but then after well we were like okay let's try to do this the the fun thing is like we start we we start gaining weight because we went crazy yeah. cooking <laughs> and eating everything that we can make bigger yeah <laughs> what was
3: your
0: profession at this time
3: i worked for insu- for uh, insurance company uh-huh. i worked there f- i worked there f- for fourteen years, so but I was working from home, so it was very easy for me to, you know, to cook at home.
0: When did the idea to open your own restaurant? What happened? When did that happen?
3: That happened in two thousand sixteen. After we came from Mexico City, yeah, it was my first time visiting Mexico City, and first time we were there. Well, vegan, of course. Yeah. So we tried the most amazing vegan food. Was in there Mexico a lot of vegan City. options in Mexico oh, City? Yes. A
2: street food, actually. Street vegan food. Yeah, like, like paquerias tacos, on the street. Stalls in the streets. Uh, and they were amazing. Sandwiches, torta, de tortas. And of course, tortas. there
3: yeah. were restaurants too. So, And there were like regular restaurants that have regular food. That is not labeled as vegan, but it is vegan. You know, they had like mushroom tacos, Ooh. flor de calabaza, quesadillas without the cheese. Because on Mexico City, yeah. they have quesadillas without cheese.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. fun fact about it's Mexico fun City. Fun. <laughs> uh, and
3: so many good things that you can, you know, that, that you can eat there. So when we got back here, we're like, oh, my God, we miss this so much. Where can we find something similar? And you couldn't find anything similar here. No. You know, Mexican restaurants here are very... Everything has either lard, chicken stock, you know, meat. Very meat heavy. Yes.
2: Yeah. And besides, um, it's not really close to what is you can find in Mexico. Not it's, at all. It's yeah. a little bit different. Carolyn, did, did, <laughs> uh, so
0: did you notice when they started talking about food? how they lit up. Oh, they definitely. They started talking about an Mexico and they were like, and they started smiling and they got all like, there no food. Let me tell you about the food on totally. the street food. Like they both just like lit up Oh, I can about definitely
1: food. relate to that. You know, when you think about just an incredible dining experience and yeah. that yeah. memory of you're like, oh, yeah. it was so great. It yeah. was so great. So would you say that, um, I don't want to skip ahead too much, mm-hmm. but is the food that you serve now reminiscent of that food that you experienced on that trip or does it kind of have your own spin on it or um
2: it's it's a little bit of everything um of course is I grew up in Mexico um I grew up in the city going to the markets me growing up I always like food so I was I always look how the the woman in the market make the tortillas the quesadillas the you know like I'm very aware of the ingredients or how to prepare things and I always like to cook so Basically, yes. It's a, it was an inspiration, and we when we go back, it we always get inspired, and we try to replicate some stuff or get inspired, but by things that we saw. But some of the recipes are also, you know, uh, I mean, everything is cooked in a traditional way. We have a m- mix of things. Um, for example, we have like what what is considered more like street food, and we also have what. Basically, my mom can make at home.
0: Okay.
1: Is it all um, kind of more of Mexico City inspired, or do you have kind of the Costa Rican influence as well? Not
3: really. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the concept is Mexico City style. Uh, That's where we, that's what we fell in love with, you know, and that's what we wanted to bring. So the Costa Rican side is just in me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the food is, it's, it's all Mexican. I think the black bean
0: side is like the only can touch that we have
2: yeah it's a little <laughs> touch but nobody can see it <laughs> so so whose
0: idea was it did you guys were you guys sitting around making food one night and then one of you said well we should own a we should start a restaurant yeah. like we should do this like how did that come about so basically when when we were missing the food
3: and we couldn't find anything like that uh, we were like well we should start something like that and adriana was like yes and she started like cooking and i'm like wow <laughs> why haven't you shown me all these great recipes that you're doing now
1: and ronald were you a cook as well i, I love to cook yeah. you know
3: but i'm you know a random cook i can you know i love to cook i'm not a chef of course but i can you know if, you if, can hold if your if own exactly you yeah. know well you're, you're a chef thing. now <laughs> i guess i am <laughs> yeah man I, <laughs> I, I
0: give you that title <laughs> hell yeah we're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors. I think one of the most overlooked things that you can do on a p which is your profit and loss statement, is dish machine and chemicals. It's just one of those things you don't focus on until it's too late. Let Jason Ellis from SuperSource come in and do an audit of what you're currently doing and why you're doing it. His number is 771-337-1143. We believe here at Nash Restaurant Radio that every single thing that you do should be done intentionally in a restaurant. And allowing some company to come in and just fix your dish machine without you knowing what's really happening is exactly what we're talking about. The thing Jason does the best is he can help educate you on exactly what's going on with all of your dish machines and chemicals. He can do staff trainings to understand why you're using what you're using, again, to be intentional. They don't make you sign any type of contract. They are week to week and can get you a brand new dish machine with three free months of dish machine rental. You need to check them out. Go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, and then you will see... SuperSource. Click that tab for a special or give Jason Ellis a call at 770-337-1143. We are supported by Robbins Insurance, a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen, Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be. Be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. with the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robbins' website at robbinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. That's Robbins. You know, what chefs want, some people still call it Creation Gardens, but what chefs want has been, was our first advertiser on the show. Uh, Monty Crawford saw what we are doing. He goes, I want to be part of it, dude. I love it. And I just, I love that. They're so perfect because they work with locally owned and operated restaurants better than anyone. And let me tell you how they do it. No minimums, no fees, no fuel surcharges, no surcharges any They deliver seven days a week. They have 24-7 customer support. You can call, text, chat, email anytime from anywhere. Or you can reach them at 502-587-9012. They have a diverse line of products. Their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. What Chefs Want is the perfect addition to any broadline company as they've got all of your fresh produce delivered daily plus custom meats, anything that you need that your broadliner can't get. Give them a call, 800 or visit them at whatchefswant.com. So
3: basically, yeah. So Adriana basically was like, okay, let me, you know, we started like, doing what kind of tacos can we make and um
2: yeah we started trying you know, trying, you you know like the recipes or trying with the um with the meat substitutes or the substitutes that we were using so we, we came up with some uh recipes and then i was like okay let's do it and ronald was a little hesitant he yeah. was like
3: i was like i don't think we're ready he was
2: no I, we are not ready and i was like so when are you going to be
1: ready? <laughs> yeah. And, and at this point, did you guys have a plan of like, okay, here's how we're going to sell this. We're going to, you know, try this thing or that thing. Or so did you know anyone in the restaurant industry that was? N-
2: no, we didn't. <laughs> that, that is the, the, the other part. Um, we didn't know anything about a commercial kitchen at all. We didn't know anybody. Well, besides, I, I was a banker. I, I worked in the bank industry until we opened our business. So I knew some people, <laughs> I mean, some of my customers were restaurant owners, but bef- bef- besides knowing that, I knew what, you know, the financing side it was. Yeah. And I knew that uh, usually banks, they don't like restaurants because it's very risky. So, yeah. um, so I kni- knew, and uh, I mean, with all that information that I had, I was like, okay, we need to figure out to do this in a way that is sustainable, and that is going to be successful. So then we start planning, uh, okay, so how we are going to launch it um, and then uh, how we are going to keep trying. So we found um, the Grow Local Kitchen at the Nashville Farmers Market. That is a great program. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Familiar so with those guys. Yeah. yeah. So I, as, soon as, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is the perfect spot because, you know, in that way we can keep doing this
0: you can buy your vegetables right there exactly, exactly. that's <laughs> what we do all the time it makes it really easy yeah. without
2: risking you know like we, we keep our jobs so it's not that we quit everything yeah. and we start so we start little by little trying you know trying the market uh building up our following social media and all that trying the recipes see what people like what who they does the like. social media
3: i do you do yeah, yeah. So basically so, yeah that's you drew how the it, short straw, huh <laughs> that's how it started <laughs> um you know we you know we of course register the business and everything and there was a a veg fest coming up in yeah. a couple of months and that's when Adriana was like I think we should do it now we should launch it there because a lot of people are going to be there and I was a little bit afraid because you know I'm always the She's always at risk, you know.
1: I I own a business with my spouse, and that's exactly how we are. And I think we
3: balance each other that way because, you know, she's the one that goes, let's do it. I'm like, okay, we'll
1: follow (laughs) I can definitely Um, relate to
3: that. I'm
0: like, you have a banker and an insurance salesman. (laughs) Well, that's
1: where I can't relate, (laughs) unfortunately. Of
0: both of those industries, right? I mean, like the banking is so, you know, it's just numbers-based. It's math most of the time. And then being risk averse and understanding (laughs) insurance like (laughs) let's just throw our hats in the ring and the number one highest turnover highest fail rate business that's out there yeah so it's it's interesting I mean that's just that that's not a combination you hear too often but it
1: sounds like you guys having the backgrounds that you did went into it in a very smart way where it was you know kind of hey let's give this a try and see if there's a market for it before we throw it all out there as as so many people do. I think a lot of people in other industries look at the restaurant industry and say, oh, it's a bunch of unskilled quote unquote workers.
2: I can do that. That's easy. And mm-hmm. I find well, out what the hard lessons way. have you learned so, so far. That, that was the idea. And besides that, we wanted to learn too. Yeah. Because remember, we had no idea. You know, we <laughs> didn't have we didn't have an idea how to run a commercial right. kitchen. We yeah. are not chefs. So so how did that first <laughs> event go for you guys?
3: It went great.
0: <laughs>
3: so basically, you know, we we, we we I started promoting on social media, on Facebook, you know, pages to get people, you know, excited about it. And there's a very good vegan community in Nashville. So a lot of, you know, people were excited about it. Everybody was supporting. And then when we showed up to the VegFest, there was a huge line. We, you know, we sold out within two hours
1: that's amazing it
3: was crazy and then we had to do it all over again the next day so we're like oh my god this is this is amazing trial by fire
2: we were learning yeah and then you know (laughs)
3: it was a great event and then you know we were so excited and then our next pop-up you know because we started doing pop-ups inside the national farmers market at the grow local kitchen again like, like Adriana says it's a great thing because you can cook there and you can sell there you know so people you know, that are there can eat there. Um, and then we had our first pop-up there. We came from this huge event where everything was so exciting. And our first pop-up, you know, it was a little bit slower.
2: Did you do one of the lunchtime pop-ups? Yes. yes. And yes. it was
3: during the week, you know, when it's not as busy as it gets right. on the weekends, you know.
2: And it was not a full vegan market.
3: Exactly. So and was, was
1: this before the pandemic? Oh,
3: yeah. That was sure. back in 2017. Got it. So, you know, we learned from that, you know, that you will have good days, you will have slower days, but you kept on going. And then every other, you know, we had a pop-up once a month, a couple of days, once a month. Uh, and then, you know, every other pop-up kept getting better, kept getting better. You know, the following people that came from the last one kept coming back. And so that's how it has been, you know, ever since. Uh, and it's been great. We, you know, we really, I think, you know, we, we, took the risk, but at the same time, we were careful not to do something huge. You know, at first, we started small, and then back in 2020, we got the opportunity to open a spot at the National Farmers Market where we grew. So now we can, you know, be there full-time. full-time. Yeah. And, you know, it has been great.
1: So I have to ask, when in 2020? <laughs>
3: in the middle of the pandemic. In the
1: middle of the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So what made you decide that that was the right time to take that leap it
2: it was just you know the the basically it was the pandemic because um the farmer's market is a great place but it's a hard place to get into
3: to find a spot to in to there find
2: a spot in there um so um of course the pandemic hit and then um spots uh, are open exactly yeah spots were open so it happened that somebody left uh, a spot in there because of the pandemic and uh, because we were part of the grow local kitchen program and we were residents so uh, those uh, spots are open for people that has been in there. So they you know it's a process you have to do a presentation you have to go through the board and several steps so uh so we i mean we knew it was a pandemic but we also were careful during you know since 2017 how we were doing uh the business and all that so we were you know we were prepared so when the opportunity opened we were ready so we went through the whole process and we were so lucky because we got this congratulations (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. i was thinking congratulations what a I don't know. It's just one of those things that just kind of happens. That yeah. it's supposed to happen,
2: and yeah.
0: you know, it's
3: very, it was very unexpected, and in the middle of uh, the so pandemic, much uncertainty. Yeah. And we were looking for a spot before the, you know, like right at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And when that opportunity came in May, we're like, well, this is meant to be because I, even if we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, we, I think we're ready. And it was a great way to open a spot too, because. Since we didn't have the full, you know, knowledge of how to run a restaurant, we'll learn little by little without having to have, you know, everybody there at once. So it has been a learning process and I think it worked out great for us because now we know how, you know. Well, what,
0: what mistakes, you know, I think that mistakes are the greatest thing that we can all, I think it's like the greatest gift in this world is, is making mistakes and then obviously learning from those mistakes as outsiders coming into this business, what's the biggest mistake you guys think that you've made and what did you learn from it?
2: Uh, you, you know,
0: for those of you, they, they both just looked at each other. Like, I don't know. do you want to say it?
2: No, <laughs> for us, I think more it, it, it has been, you know, learning, uh, the kitchen side. and. Um, Learning the hard way. The quantities, how to handle, you know, some products, their life, you know. So those are, I think. Dealing with vendors. Yes. Yeah, especially
0: during
3: the pandemic, you know, finding out that your favorite baskets or your favorite, you know, products are no longer available. And what do you do to find something similar or, you know, little things like that.
0: Um, was there a company or somebody that helped you through that who went above and beyond that you want to give a shout out to
1: well and uh, if the answer is no it's okay because 100
0: percent yeah
2: no but everybody has, has yeah. been so helpful you know it's it was it's a it was a difficult situation because everybody has sh- shortage and yeah. stuff like that but our you know food distributor was so good the farmers market has been so good too yeah. um, so you know we we are grateful for all the help also you know other vegan business they have been great as well uh, because you know again it's a small community and we all support each other so um, those those are help has been so I
0: was, I was reading uh, on the east Na- i'm at a part of a facebook group called the east nashville facebook group yes and i i saw a post just the other day of a, a woman who works at the wild cow you guys familiar with the wild cow and she said hey look we would love to have you guys come by we we really need the business and and i thought it was a very vulnerable post and like 150 comments later everybody's like oh my god we're totally going to come by and support you yeah how has business been how's the traffic over there are you guys are you guys doing well i mean
2: yeah we again we are grateful of course you know we those are the things that we have learning how seasons, you know, yeah. peak, and sure. then they go down, and then you have the lows, and then you have the highs. We're still learning on that because remember we mm. opened on the pandemic, so and we have so nothing so so to so compare it, was, it with. It, it was completely <laughs> different. I mean, coming from a pandemic non non to ups downs, it's it has been an adjustment. Your year
0: to year is probably pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking.
1: But
2: yeah, it it is such a it's it's been. I I can really
1: relate to how hard it is to predict and, you know, my business opened in 2016 and I will say that this kind of last quarter of this year is the first time that we really feel like we're back on track where we would have been if not for the pandemic. Exactly. And
2: for us, you Mm. know, we are learning that, that Mm. now is the normal. Yes. Now is the more normal feeling. You're like, this is going to be great. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, you know, and again, for us, it's a little bit different. It's, our business is more what is considered um um fast casual. A fast casual. So um so we don't have a seating like other restaurants sure. that they have that expense of have servers, have mm-hmm. so and the farmers market is always a great place because you know, it's a place where everybody likes to go and hang hang out on yeah. the weekends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the tourists uh, coming, mm-hmm. locals, uh, locals Everybody lives
3: around there.
2: So it's, it's a little bit different. So w- we are we are very grateful. But yes, we support each other when when we need it. I yeah. mean, I'm talking about all our businesses. Yeah. And so the vegan
3: community is always great. And every, you know, even the East Nashville page, everybody's very... Sometimes very it gets... <laughs> sometimes it <Yeah>. gets...
1: Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it gets <laughs> rather, entertaining. But yeah. That's Inter-
3: but, but, a good way to put it. But I mean, East Nashville is a gr- I mean, we live there. It's a great, you know, community. And everybody shows up for whoever needs it. So. I love East Nashville. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places. Yeah.
0: I mean, so... I guess if you look at perspective, you know, I think people say you open a business in 2020. What's wrong? Are you crazy? Like this whole thing's (laughs) happening. But you know what? There was a real level of empathy that people, that the consumer or guests, the customers that come in, that they had with restaurants where people understood local and they wanted to support you. And I guess when you're starting off and you're growing and you make mistakes or you're trying to learn, you can't pick a better time. Yeah, I think that
1: there were definite advantages to, you know, what you were able to do in 2020. And I think, you know, I guess kind of maybe one of my thoughts about what would be great about opening a business in 2020 is, I think that there was less fear of that perception of trying something that didn't work. And I think that customers were a lot more forgiving about, hey, we're working through some kinks. We're trying some new things here. You know, even though my business had already been open for several years, we were able to try new and different things without that fear of failure that we would have had before. So Or the
0: backlash. Exactly. The consumer backlash of, Mm -hmm. you know, you open your restaurant right now and the expectation is... You guys are – yeah. people go online, and they're giving reviews on, mm-hmm. we tried Second Vegan Tacos, and they don't have their shit together. And you're like, <laughs> well, we just opened. Oh, like, yeah. There should be a grace period to yeah. free to – but you kind of naturally had that built in with the pandemic to kind of figure out all of the little kinks and stuff. And now when business is back and we're all running – You've kind of worked through those and you can kind of, it's like a machine now, you know, So, uh, perspective-wise. So I was saying, I think it's interesting because I never really looked at it like that. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I know that's something that that we've talked about, Brandon, is kind of that, you know, people are feeling that fatigue of, I don't know, how nice they were maybe a little bit during the (laughs) pandemic. Is that something that you guys have seen at all? Do you feel like customers are maybe a little less patient than they were at one time or have you guys... I've just been uh, so lucky to have great experiences Yeah, to be around. honest,
3: yes, you know, we love our customers. They're always great, you know, even, you know, the ones that have been with us since we were a pop-up, you know, we, and the new ones, and, you know, I don't think we've had, like, bad experiences.
2: Sometimes, I mean, we have a little bit of everything. It's the farmer's market, so yeah. everybody, you know, we can get one or two grumpy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get you guys to dish the dead. dirt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, <laughs>
0: Well, no, I think that's... <laughs> again coming from banking and coming from insurance, let's look at your lives five years ago. You're I don't know what you did in the banking industry, but it's not I mean, I it might be please don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Working in a restaurant is exciting and you wake up every day and you have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, you every day I, I write yeah, I write a game script and I'm like, This is what I want to have happen today and it never goes never that way. But in, in insurance, I mean, people call you when stuff is bad, when things aren't going well I don't know if you did sales or if you were in adjuster I don't know what you did there, but like insurance, like people are calling you cause they need something and it's, yeah. there's a very finite script and the same thing with banking like this every day yeah, it's a it's a new completely story. new story. Yeah. Do you guys, is that inner, is like, is, is that energizing for you? Like, yeah. is that something that like drives you? Like. In so. a past life, was very much <laughs> the same day. I'm in a cubicle. Da 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 da. Now, yeah. shit, we could do anything. Yeah, we, it, we love you know we love it.
3: We I think. love it,
2: and it is scary sometimes yeah. because sometimes uh, I completely agree. I am like, you know, like, so what is gonna happen today? <laughs> People is gonna still like it? Do not like you know, many things go through your head, but at the same time, I mean. Because of my background, or (laughs) you know, uh, I still being competitive, so I like challenges. So, (laughs) but but yes, but sometimes it's uh, scary. It's a scary, and then you go as you said, you wake up, and then you don't know what to expect, how the day is gonna go. Yeah, know if it's gonna be a great day or it's gonna be a like slow. Definitely. Yeah. How
0: does the How does the business affect your relationship? Do you guys everybody need, like, asks that because I know, need a day off. you go do what you want to do. I'll yeah. be here at the restaurant like I mean no we ask that to know, her too.
3: One of the things that <laughs> you know we're there all the time. We cook we both cook everything. So we're,
2: I make, yeah I make, I make I mean I myself make the tacos. so yeah, yeah <laughs> we so we, we, we are day. the
3: ones that do everything there. We're there all the time. We're all the time <laughs> back home too. I, I don't
0: know. I think it it works out great. Uh, what do you guys do for fun outside of making tacos? We go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: where's sure your favorite? <laughs> where's your favorite place to go? What's oh. your favorite place? Well, we love all the, of course all the vegan restaurants, um, and then, I mean, er, everything like Sunflower Cafe, yeah. Wild Cow, the Beehive. So the beehive <laughs> but, um, Grace, all those places. We love them. And we love also places that have vegan options. Yeah. We <laughs> love Nicky's Thai. Nikki's coal-fired, maybe? Nikki's
0: <laughs> co- You know, she's one of the owners, and Nikki's coal-fired. <gasps> oh, really? I am.
1: Oh, my yes. gosh. We always have plant-based options yes. on our menu. So we will be there. <laughs> oh, yes. Please come see us. And then I we do an expanded plant-based menu in January. Yeah.
3: So. I always see that you do like collaborations with Beehive. Mm-hmm. Do we've worked
1: with those guys for a long time, and and we're huge fans. They're great.
3: You know the al pastor that we make is made with their uh,
1: Satan.
2: Satan. Yeah,
3: we've used that since we you know since we opened. Yeah,
2: yeah, we use their products
3: and the chorizo too all the time. Yeah,
2: Yeah. we
0: just had Ben Sticks on the show a couple weeks ago. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's a great person. Yeah,
2: so So we love all
1: all that. (laughs) So what does the future hold for you guys? Any big plans for the next twelve months? Maybe to hire a chef so you can take some time <laughs> off, or any uh, expansion plans, anything like that?
3: I don't. I don't think hiring a chef because <laughs> not yet. Yeah,
2: I mean, th- but uh, we wish that yeah. we can do it, but it's so hard to find. Again, I understand. I yeah. I think everybody's aware that it's so hard to find people to work. Yeah, at especially this now. moment. Yeah, more in and so if you know of somebody yeah let I'll us send them your, send your, your send way, them way. <laughs> <laughs> hell no <laughs> 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 Brandon. they're hard to find <laughs> yeah.
0: absolutely you yeah. you guys seem like um you know what it this is one of the reasons why i love doing this podcast because i get to meet people like you who <laughs> i don't i didn't know your story beforehand but like I want to support you guys. Like, I want to come out and I'm definitely going to come out and try your tacos. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I, I'm thinking about doing a, like a meatless January kind of a thing.
1: You should do it.
0: And it's just calming. seeing what it's about. Yes. Um, and we did a meatless Monday for like, I mean, we did it for a solid week. Okay. <laughs> That's one day. Right. We did one Monday. Right. And then joke. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's, it's difficult. You know, it's like eating healthy and then trying to go like I need right. to eat healthy real quick, and it's like do you really there's a McDonald's on every corner and there's no.
1: You really found it difficult to do no meat one day a week? Well, this was this was a couple well, of years. So no ago. No judgment. I mean, just amassing. yeah, I did one day a week. Yeah, oh brother.
0: I know. I like meat.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you some vegetables.
0: Oh, well, yeah, we're going we're to <laughs> make it. Or some happen. succulent yeah, vegan tacos. Yeah, come over. We'll yeah. feed you Let's all the tacos. Lunch. I know, yes. I'm in. We're definitely going to do and, it.
2: And also on the weekends, we have rotating specials that are not on the regular menu, uh, but we try just to bring a little bit of what Mexico City food offers. So on the weekends, we rotate that all the time.
0: Hey, one last break to tell you about my Good friends over at Corson Fire and Security. Kevin Rose is their restaurant specialist and he is here to make your life easier. I keep telling you, you got to have a guy. You got to have a guy for pretty much everything that you do. When it comes to your fire extinguishers, your fire sprinkler systems, your fire alarm systems, kitchen fire systems, I mean, con- access control systems, video surveillance, security systems, and monitoring. And they do it all. I've called him so many times as we've started working with him at my restaurants, Greenhouse Grill and Bowl, because we just we had a company that didn't do the right things and he's come in and showed us all the right things. I've learned so much from working with somebody who actually cares. And I tell you what, if you want to work with a company that actually cares, you need to give him a call, Kevin Rose. His cell number is 615-974-2932. Or you can email him at Kevin.Rose at Corson.com. That's K-O-O-R-S-E-N.com. Corson Fire and Security. Hey, while well, we're talking about having a guy that you need, Dan Marr is your guy over at Southern Health Insurance. If you don't have health insurance, if the restaurant you work at or whatever job you have doesn't offer it, you can get health insurance today. Email Dan. It's Dan at SouthernHealthIns.com dot com or you can call him it's a direct line to him it's his cell phone number 832-816-8602 so let's just say that you are not just somebody working in a restaurant but you own a restaurant and you own a restaurant and you want to offer insurance but god it's so expensive and i don't know who to call dan's your guy for that too if you have one single restaurant or if you have 50 restaurants he can take care of you offer you he can set you up for affordable insurance for your employees Guys, this is the most important thing you can offer when it comes to if you actually care about your employees and you want them to have help, medical health insurance, dental insurance, vision insurance, life insurance, guys, this is what you need to do. Dan Marr over at Southern Health Insurance is the guy that can set you up. So if you or your team are young at heart, mostly healthy, healthy or part of a growing family. This is a no brainer. Again, his number is 832 816 8602 or email dan at southernhealthins.com. We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread, to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago and Aaron took it over uh five years ago and it is doing amazing things i have so many guests that come in the studio that are like i love sharpies they save me so much time and the bread is so good so we uh we've got round buns specialty round buns dinner rolls hoagies baguettes they do cheesecake they do flourless chocolate torts they do specially loaf breads and regular loaf breads and bullies bullies b-o-u-l-e-s sourdough, long tuscan, wheat, multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at sharpies.com. That is c h a r p i e r s. C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Moso and all of our friends over at Sharpies Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. Well, I will l- l- plug everything you got. Tell us your socials. Tell us everything that you guys are doing. And then I'm going to ask you for a final thought, our Gordon Food Service final thought, where you get to kind of say whatever you want to our entire listening audience. That'll finish it up. But tell us, what do we need to know? Yeah, we we'll, are opening. You're, what days are you open? Are you closed any days? How do we follow you? Yeah, we're open
3: Tuesday through Sunday from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m. for a full
0: menu. Um,
3: we're closed on Mondays. And you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, at Tacos, And our email is tacos at gmail.com. Pretty easy. Our website, tacos.com. And um, just give us a follow and come by and we'll we'll be waiting for you. Yeah,
2: just, just come and try um, something vegan. Uh, give it a try. You know, vegan food can be delicious. So just come open-minded. We wish everybody can come and try.
0: <laughs> we uh, will definitely encourage. I
2: will definitely be there. Yeah, I'm
0: definitely going to do that too. Final thought. The Gordon Food Service Final Thought. Uh, they're our title sponsor. They we, we like have this every single episode. You finish the show off. Whatever you want to say. If it's literally whatever you want to say for as long as you want to say it, you guys get to take us out of the interview. You can both say something. One of you could say something. It's coming up to you. The mic is yours.
2: Uh, just, uh, I would like to say that again. That is how also our mission statement. I just say it, but I will say it again. <laughs> uh, you know, that our mission is just to bring, um, you know, um, delicious food without sacrificing. I mean, it's like to bring vegan food without sacrificing any flavors or harm any animals, basically.
3: Yeah, and I mean, we, we, Want to welcome everyone? You know we have a lot of customers that are not vegan. Uh, we're also kosher certified, uh, so Greece. everyone is welcome. You know everybody is welcome to come and try. Uh, if you like it, great. If you don't, then if don't you know. have
2: also uh, you know allergies, yes, uh, we are very sensitive with that. Uh, we try to accommodate, you know, or cook with stuff that accommodates a, lot, a lot of, of allergies. allergies. Yeah,
3: yeah. So. We're, we're very welcoming to everyone. We hope to see everyone at Succulent at some point. And um, thank you so much for 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 having us. It's been a great experience to be here.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being here. I know it's early in the morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks thank for making you. it out. Uh, we will see you guys soon at the Farmer's Market. Yes, thank we will see you there. All right. Thank cool. you. All right. Wow. Thank you so much to Ronald and Adriana for joining us here in studio. Um, Caroline? Yeah. What did you think?
1: I, like I said, I love those guys. I just, I, I love their story. I love that they were just like, hey, we are going to roll the dice here and let's see what happens. And that is those kind of pandemic stories that I love so much of like, you know what?
0: <laughs> we have lemonade. We have lemons.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's see if we can make some lemonade. And, and I think that they have.
0: I think that, um, I, I loved it as well. I think they, I think that they've got a hard a hard journey ahead of them. Yeah. I mean for people- they're still
1: in the early days and I you know, I remember those early days Tony and I started doing pop-ups. That's kind of how we got our start um not in the industry but you know when we moved to Nashville and we're pursuing opening our own business and that pop-up life is hard, but you know, you, you stick to it and
0: I mean banking and insurance and you go now. Let's run a restaurant. Yeah. You know, I, I'm reading a book right now called Unreasonable Hospitality by Will. I think it's Will Cadera. Mm-hmm. He was the owner at Eleven Madison Park. Oh yeah. Number one restaurant in the world. The whole thing, but there's a quote that he says, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up this quote, and I love it because it was whatever you do for a living, you can choose to be in the hospitality business.
1: Okay, so what what do you think that means?
0: I think that means that try harder. Oh. Be nicer to people. Go above and beyond. You don't have to, like when you go to the bank, you know, sometimes you go to the bank and they give the they, they give the kid a sucker or something like that's mm-hmm. hospitality mm-hmm. and banking. Like you don't have to do that. Sure. Like, there's everything that you do. If you're a grocery store, Publix, where they take your groceries out to your car for you, like all these little things that people do are all these little fun. Th- I think you can make hospitality in any business you have. It's all an attitude and it's a mindset.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think that, what you said attitude is part of the key to why i think that you know succulent vegan tacos is doing the business that they're doing and why i think that they're going to continue to have so much success because we've all seen that person who starts a restaurant because they're like wow wouldn't it be fun to have a place to hang out with my friends every weekend
0: that's not the way to do it
1: I mean, not at all. And, uh, and they are really, really hard workers. I mean, they're in there every day and that's just what you got to do in those early days. And if you think that you're going to open your business and sit at the bar and hobnob and, you know, kick it with your friends, it's just like, good luck to (laughs) you. There's
0: a restaurant tour that said every time I walk in, I see the owner sitting at the bar drinking wine and just start, start the countdown.
1: Absolutely. Start
0: the countdown.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because that's not how it works. So speaking of how it works.
1: How does it work? <laughs> I, have, I have no clue.
0: But I know that you've done some traveling and we've put out, this is our third interview together. Yeah. And we've got uh, Jen Heidinger-Kendrick coming up next week. She's the founder of The Giving Kitchen.
1: Love The Giving Kitchen. I'm so excited to chat with her.
0: I have a fun episode with our friends over at NetChecks that I did an interview with Anna and Lauren. And they're amazing with them. And then Lauren's daughter or uh, Anna's daughter was in studio because she was following her mom for the day. I love that she was so shadowing much.
1: Her. I remember doing the kind of like take your daughter to work day or like a kid gets to go to work. And I loved that. It was my favorite thing when I was a kid.
0: And I like made her talk. I was like, you're going to speak. I'm going to ask you a question. She's like, I don't want to be on the microphone at all. And she sat <laughs> right next to me in this chair. And I was like, you're going to do it. And so that was a lot of fun. Um, so we did that. That's coming up too. Um, what it what. What are your thoughts as you listen back? Ida's I like my least favorite thing hearing myself. Oh. I go back and listen to this and I'm like, it's so cringy, oh, but you just have so to do it. It's
1: so cringy to hear yourself talk. Well, so here what is are your, What's your
0: self talk notes?
1: Oh, God. Okay. The two things that I cannot quit hearing and I want to apologize to everyone listening is the word. Yes. 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 I never knew that I said the word should be pronounced. Yes. And I say, yes, yes, yes. yes." I just I'm like, oh, God. And then the word. Sure. I'm like, yes, sure. Yes, sure. I just. Oh, God, I'm dying. I can't. So (laughs) I I sincerely apologize to everyone listening. Please keep listening. And I'm going to really reel it in with the valley girl. Yes. And the and the short of it all.
0: (laughs) I I noticed that too. Yeah, it
1: was bad. Sorry, guys. It's not. Bad. I'm new to it's, this. No,
0: no, it's not bad. But I just how you, know, you say yes. You're like yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yes, queen. Like it's like a I whole know, thing. I
1: know. I'm like oh god, that's horrible. It's Let's not it. horrible. Oh. It's, hey,
0: look. It's it is what it is. I mean, it's Listen, just.
1: Listen, noted and corrected. Yes. With an E. Yes. To speak how you speak. You
0: have to change for anybody.
1: I know, but I'm just changing figure. for me.
0: Okay. So you don't like the way it sounds. I don't. Yes.
1: Yes. sure. And sure. Yes. And sure. I Is live. that it? Let's, uh, oh, I mean, do you have some additional critiques for me? No. no I'm just teasing. Um, those were really kind of my two main takeaways in terms of like corrections for myself. But besides corrections for myself, I, I love it. I, I think it's a lot of fun and- I enjoyed the episodes, listening back to them, and I really hope everybody listening enjoyed them as well. I heard we got a good review from Mrs. Still, so. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, we, you know what? We've got a lot of really good reviews. Oh, good. Um, I got a great review. I, I, I love getting feedback, um, whether it's good or bad. But like, I do too, actually. I get a couple messages a week where somebody will message me and say, Hey man, I love the show. I just found it. Somebody told me about it. Somebody, I met somebody, I had a, a message that they We got. Jamie Pruitt was wearing a hat. Uh, he's over at frothy bakery. He was wearing a hat and somebody said, Hey, what's that? What is that? And he told them about it. And then they went back and they listened and the guy messaged me and said, Hey, look, I love it. I've been listening now and I'm back. I'm in, I'm in April of 2020, but I'm going to go through and listen to them all. And I was like, damn, that's a ambitious. That's a lot. It's a lot of listening. I love that. but." Um, he said it was really cool to go back into the pandemic and hear what people were going through in the moment.
1: I actually did go back a couple of months ago, even before you asked me to join you as a co-host and listen to the episode Tony and I recorded because I just kind of as as a self-reflection exercise, I wanted to hear myself talk about where I was in that moment in 2020 and think about where I am now.
0: There was a lot. There's a lot of that. There's a, a lot of that reflection. I look back at myself and just the interviews I did and I'm like, man, I've grown a lot. Like just in just it's been such an amazing experience for me to talk to over 250 different people in this industry throughout all of this and just glean these different ideas and perspectives. It was just it's been super helpful to me. <laughs> Excuse me there. and a little cough. So, no, it's been a lot of fun to go back, and I always appreciate feedback. Feel free to message us and let us know. Um, I'll have recommendations of people you want to hear. Oh, yeah. We have a list of people that we are kind of on our, our top list, and then topics.
1: Topics are coming.
0: Topics are coming. So, we're going to do a few episodes where we just tackle some interesting topics. If there is a topic out there you would really like us to tackle – Give us an example of a couple of topics we're looking at right now, Caroline.
1: Well, so kind of the the top two on the topic list right now is one is about tipping. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is so much conversation around tipping in the industry. Do we change our models from how they've always been? Should we be tipping at a coffee shop or not? Should there, you know, be shared tips, you know, kind of all of these issues around tipping, um, which is something that's so interesting to me. I think we talked to Arnold a little bit about that as well. And I think that these are conversations I'm having with a lot of my peers in the industry. Um, Another topic that I really want to tackle is where Nashville's growth is headed and what that looks like for the restaurant industry, particularly as it relates to independent restaurants, how sustainable is the future for independent restaurants in Nashville.
0: Another great
1: topic. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is relevant certainly to us here and and to so many who I assume are are listening that are in the industry.
0: I think another topic that's been brought up is unions.
1: Yeah.
0: Organizing as an entire industry, like what that would look like. And I think that
1: that's a real spicy topic.
0: It's a real spicy topic. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's different for. But I think
1: a, it warrants discussion.
0: I definitely think that we need to have that discussion. I think that we need to bring some people in that are for it, maybe. And it's really hard to get somebody on air that wants to speak against it just because it's. You know, I, I don't know. I think that we can foster that conversation in a, in a meaningful way to present both sides.
1: Absolutely. I, I do think that it's a topic that, you know, like we said, a lot of people don't want to tackle this. And, you know, we're not necessarily hard hitting journalists here, but we are involved in the restaurant industry. And I think that these discussions are coming whether we want to talk about them or not. So let's let's get ahead of it. Let's talk about it.
0: So what we're going to do the month of December is we're going to have a bunch of, it's going to be like an advertiser month. We really want to prepare you for 2023. We want to bring these advertisers to you. We're going to be giving away money. we going to be giving away cash.
1: Yes. Next month. Not for, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, giving away cash for anybody. Lots of specials from our, um, from our advertisers so we're going to interview almost all of them next month you're going to get a lot of content from our advertisers for the whole month of december last year i took the whole month of december off just cuz we're busy as hell and yeah. it's hard to continue to podcast but we're going to spend this december kind of working on some of these topics and and coming up with new ideas for january so we can come january super strong
1: and this is that time for it i know we haven't even hit thanksgiving yet but now is the time to plan for next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're not planning for next year right now, I mean, I know that there's the the looming December and what it's going to be, but once that's over, you're going to be tired. And then it's January, like start planning those conversations. Now start having these specialists, you know, course and fire, have him come in and look at all your stuff right now. Right now is a good time to do that. So then January, you can make sure you're set dishwasher, chemicals, net checks, your, you know, is your, your taxes, are they up to date? Your bookkeeping, uh payroll like turning around to look at all the sponsors we <laughs> have back here um you know gordon food service is another that's the big one right that is now. a big one going into a new year look to see who you're buying your products from and
1: can we save some money and make some more money
0: can we save but you know i think it's time to to stop looking at it as in just can i save some money i think you've got to look at it as where can i build the relationship because in this industry, buying from five different companies, you're just going to lose. Like finding a company that wants to work with you and help grow with you and then putting all of your purchases towards them and building that relationship is a huge deal. And there's a lot in comp- like in that and we're going to delve into that next month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who is the person that you're going to call that's going to be there for you when the supply chain is not there for you
0: and you need that you need the company that's going to go hey look you, you've you committed to us we're going to commit to you and we need to foster relationships where we stop looking at these broadline vendors as the bad guy because when you look anytime that you split all of your purchases between five different companies nobody's going to give you their all you're picking apart people like relationships don't work that way you know ask anybody i've got five girlfriends this one's good at this like <laughs> None of them are gonna give you your all. Like when you commit everything to one person, you 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 get what you give.
1: No side piece vendors.
0: No side piece vendors. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get a bumper sticker that says that. No really? side piece vendors. It's
1: very specific. <laughs>
0: uh unless there there's specific companies that work really well as side piece vendors. Sure. What chefs want? Sure. It's a great company. They are a great accompaniment, like they do an amazing job at produce. Like that is amazing. They have an amazing meat program, amazing seafood program, and they work really well with your main broadline vendor.
1: And they're also a really generous company. I feel like anytime we ask them to step up to sponsor something or help us, um, with a nonprofit, you know, any kind of fundraising event, they've always been there for us. I really love our relationship with them.
0: I mean, in the, when the pandemic happened right after the tornado, I mean, they offered, I had Monty Crawford on, if you go back and listen to that episode with Monty Crawford, they offered to Cisco, they told Cisco, we will deliver your products out of our trucks for you. Like, how can we help you when their warehouse went down and Cisco was like, no, thanks. You can go away. And I mean, I guess that's, but like, what a nice offer.
1: That's, that's a nice gesture. And then
0: they had all this extra produce. So they just started setting up at people's restaurants, giving away produce to restaurant employees. Like, look, we're not going to throw it away. We want to feed. It's hard to get food out there. We're just feeding people in the industry. Like they're really, I mean, they're they're tailor made for locally owned and operated restaurants. I mean, they're just amazing. They're an amazing company. Absolutely, they're good people. Okay, so that's that's a little upcoming. Uh, I've got some amazing feedback on you, Caroline. People love oh. people love you on the show.
1: Wow, thank you so much. They're like,
0: wow, where's she been?
1: That's really kind. Thank you.
0: Like, just. You can be off the show. Just bring Caroline. <laughs> what do you do? What do no, you, why are you doing here?
1: No, not even.
0: Not <laughs> even. Uh, had a lot of fun. Um, my wife surprised me the other day. Just I, well, I was doing the Christmas lights. You'll never believe this. We're doing Christmas lights, and I'm outside all day. It's a Thursday. At 75 It's a gorgeous day, and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna grab some lunch. Do you want anything? We're at Jersey Mike's." And I'm like, "Yeah, get me the uh, number eight or the Italian sub, or whatever it is." And so she's gone. She's gone for a little while, and. I'm getting hungry and I'm keep going and I'm exhausted. I'm like, she needs to get back so I can eat. I just need to sit down tired. And she shows up and I'm like, hey, you're home? I'm like, great. I help her carry stuff and I go, did you get the food? She's like, sure did. She busts out to Eastside Bon Me Josh Hobbiger Bon Me's.
1: Wow. And I'm like, you
0: went to Eastside? And she's like yeah, it's Thursday. It came out today.
1: That's awesome. She drove all
0: the Eastside Bon Me to get me the Okay, Josh so what's
1: Hobbit. Josh's sandwich?
0: It's like uh, carnitas. Ooh. It's like this carnitas uh, sub, sub, like a Bon mi with like, of course, the fresh cilantro and the fresh vegetables. But it had like jalapenos. It had a nice spice to it. I don't even know what was in it. I know it was fucking delicious
1: Ooh, that sounds good yeah it's amazing maybe i'll make my way over there this week
0: you need to it ends it ends i think thursday i think it's thursday to thursday okay. so get over there if you can because it is really good you know i love all of those oh, yeah. subs i'm like dying they're
1: great love those guys
0: stay tuned he's gonna announce who the special final one is here on this show next week i think next week Ooh. yay all right, guys, uh, we will see you next week. We'll see you Friday with a new episode from Net Checks. It's just me on the Net Checks episode Friday. Sorry, guys. But uh, Jen Heidinger Kendrick will be next week uh, with Carolina. and myself. It'll be a lot of fun. Cheers. I. I that's a good one. No, I like cheers. I that know, was good. See, I, I'm like, y'all be safe out there. No,
1: sorry. Did I cut you off? Do your outro.
0: You you were great. I, I just
1: cheers. You, I, I feel, you know what? I feel like I say cheers a lot when I drop food off to a table. I'm like, you have everything you need. Cheers.
0: Bon appétit. But bon, I
1: definitely don't say bon appétit. <laughs> 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 All,
0: right, All right. Here we go. Ready? So be ready uh, next Tuesday with Jen Hanger Kendrick. I hope that you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys.
1: Cheers.